and they're living on the streets. Vehicles, a white van, unknown license. I've seen a flying saucer. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Lost Frequency Podcast with Tom and Rye. And today we're talking to a Mr. Blake Bodel, who is uh, the... Um, He's the, the host of the podcast, Mountain Man, Explore the Truth. Yeah, and he had a, he had a lot of different... Uh, it was like a, you know, like a buffet of different uh, experiences and happenings going on around. And I found it to be a very interesting listen. Yeah, it was very interesting. He had everything, a little bit of everything for everyone. All right, and if you have any experiences that you want to contact us and tell us about, you can email us at the Lost Frequency Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook at the Lost Frequency. Yeah, and today we're uh, recording this on uh, on the rooftop in um, in Mexico, like we uh, we've been saying that we are at. So you're going to hear a lot of ambient things in the background: the dogs barking, cars going by, uh, people playing music. Uh, vendors maybe driving by and uh, on their bicycles offering ice cream and it's your typical nightlife in Mexico. Yeah, it's um, it's very interesting, very interesting. Also very hot and sweaty today. So if this video ever comes out and we're glistening, we're glowing, yeah, we're, we're glowing. <laughs> Let's go with that one. We're, we're glowing. We didn't jump in the uh, sauna before we got here. This is the, <laughs> this is this is what it's like here. Currently in Mexico, it is the hot season. So. Um, it's springtime for most other countries, but in Mexico, this is their hot season when they're going to hit temperatures with the high 30s, even sometimes in the low 40s. And that is just normal for this time of year. And it is drier than a popcorn fart. So, yeah, what, what would that be in Fahrenheit for our American and uh, Liberia? <laughs> Myanmar? <laughs> I, I, I would think it's around uh, 105, 106. No, I actually keep my, since I moved back over to this side of the world, I actually put it on Fahrenheit again. So I feel like I'm. Uh, being uh, part home. of the U.S. again. I feel like I'm home. So it's like in the mid to upper 90s. Uh, I think tomorrow is going to be 98. Yeah, but when you hit the 40s, I think that's when you're going to, I think that's when it jumps up to the triple digits in Fahrenheit. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's really, it could be very uncomfortable. I I know this for sure this winter, since when you get climatized to this region, it could be in the 50s or like, you know, 11, 12 degrees Celsius at night. And I'm freezing. Yeah, it, it, it's it's strange. When I first got here and Tom came to visit, I was already here for about four months and uh, I was wearing a sweater in December and he was showing up with a t-shirt and shorts and he was like, he was making fun of me for wearing a sweater. And I'm like, no, 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 you're going to understand when you get acclimatized. So give it one year, like which we did. And Tom is now saying... It's cold yeah. at night. Yeah, it'll turn into frosty to snowman where everyone else in the world would be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> or anyone from a northern climate. So. Yeah, I know. I get I get made fun of uh, for saying, oh, you know, it's kind of cold and it was 16, 15 degrees. But on the flip side of this, you know, when it's mid 30s, high 30s, you know, I'm like, yeah, I can deal with this. Yeah. It's, it's not too bad. And then you get the other people are like, oh. I can't do that. You know, well, I'd be melting. Like, well. Well, compared to where you're from in Canada, it's like what, like, uh, it can be like, what, minus 40 Celsius in the winter? Well, yeah. In, in the winter, we can hit up to minus 50 even with the windshield. But that being said, in the summer, sometimes you can hit in the, you know, low 30s. You can hit in the low 30s. Yeah, we, we had that uh, in Germany, too. And where I'm from, in, uh, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, originally. And uh, it, could, it gets like this for about three months. Like upper 90s, hot, humid beach weather. Um, but here it's uh, between like March and June. It's smoking hot. Yeah, it it is really hot. Yeah, I'm I'm originally from uh, Alberta, the province of Alberta. Um, left uh, Calgary, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far as saying three months we have hot weather. I would say maybe one month of maybe some really good weather, um, and the rest is is not bad. And yeah. then it can be really cold. The cold is. Far too long. I think the rest of the time you're looking for Rudolph or something. One hundred percent. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm building, I'm constructing my uh, my igloo, and uh, you know, hunting for uh, you know caribou, and uh, you know, ice fishing. Um, what what are some of the other uh, stereotypes there? Uh, maple syrup, mountains. Ma maple syrup, mountain <laughs> hockey. 
of course, <laughs> and saying A. But that, I will say, is a true stereotype. I do say A, not too often, but it does come out every now and then. Yeah. So um, listen up. Enjoy the episode. Uh, we found it to be uh, fascinating as well as entertaining, and uh, we think your guys are going to really enjoy it. So um, Yeah, 100%. I think this was a great episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as us. And remember, you're listening to the Lost Frequency Podcast, where we bring the periphery into focus. All right. Welcome to the Lost Frequency Podcast, where we got Blake Botel with us today. So, Blake, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell our listeners where they can find you. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm from the podcast Mountain Man Explores the Truth. What got me into is all the weird encrypted things that are going on in the world. I'm a family man and a mountain man and just going out in the woods and looking for Sasquatch. That is awesome. That is awesome. And whereabouts are you located, if you want to tell our listeners, where you're looking for Sasquatch? Yeah, no problem. Well, you know, we, there's a lot of people looking around up here in the foothills of Sandy, Oregon. Uh, up by Mountain Hood, and I'm sure a lot of people would be familiar with that. Oh yes, yes Mountain Hood has a lot of has a very good reputation. Oh, that's what got me into it. Looking around and seeing all the things that are going on around with people's stories, and you're just like, yeah, oh my god, I gotta go check into this. Oh, so you're like in your in the town that you're uh, that you're in. You're like in the local supermarket, or whatever, and you just start you know t- chatting with people, and then they're like, hey, did you hear mm-hmm. about Doug- Douglas's place? He had so and so experience. You're like, oh. That's interesting. I want to get into that. That's correct. A lot of people will be talking about they possibly saw something up on their property. They're finding footprints here and there. And I never got to come up, you know, on their property to check it out. But I definitely heard a lot of stories. So so are you out there? Are you out there actually doing any type of investigations? Well, as as of now, not not as much as I wish I could with work on around, you know, and uh, trying to get time to go out and doing this podcast makes it tough to do. But I plan to in the near future. Oh, you got to keep us. You have to keep us in uh, keep us in the loop on that one, because that would be very interesting. So when are you dropping your podcasts? Uh, when can people uh, look for them and where can they find them? You can uh, find me on Spotify. You can find me on all the apps that are like Podbean, and you can find me on uh, iHeartRadio and Amazon Music, and I got three episodes up, but only one really counts with the encounter. No problem, no problem. That's awesome to hear, yeah. So everybody, take a look for uh, uh, Mountain Man Explore the Truth and look for his episodes on Spotify or Podbean, wherever you can find them. I appreciate that. Not a problem, not a problem. All right, Blake, so why don't we jump into some one of your experiences and uh, lay it all out for us? Well, it all happened, I say it would happen around last summer, probably around, I'm thinking it was around June or July. I can't confirm it was a Bigfoot, but I could definitely tell you it was something, uh, you know, it didn't, didn't look like a human being to me going across the cannon there uh, on the clear cut. So let me go into a little detail on that. So I was sitting on the log enjoying the beauty of the canyon because there's a creek that runs through the property there and if you look across which i wish i could point out with some pictures maybe i'll send over later on yeah definitely send us some pictures and we'll post them yeah we'll do and i uh if you look across it's you can tell it's logging land it's a lo- it's owned by a logging company that land over there so anything wild can be running around in there that's for sure um and what was happening is i was just looking across enjoying the beauty of the trees and i happened to notice something just going fluidly across the cannon on the clear cut uh, excuse me across the clear cut and it looked like a, a good sized black mass thing and i couldn't make out what it was because you know it's quite a ways from you know where i'm looking but as i just focused on it it just flew or basically it just walked fast across the clear cut and it disappeared into the tree line so it freaked me out so I ran up to go grab some binoculars, hoping I can, you know, see it again. So I spent some time there trying to scope the tree lines to see if I could see it anywhere. I could not see it again. So it happened so fast. And that's the reason why I can't confirm if it was Bigfoot or, you know, something else. So time's gone by. And I noticed a, a logging company truck driving through. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... um. I noticed the truck size and the guy that hops out of the truck and I'm going, you know what? That it, this was a clear cut next to that clear cut. So it's pretty damn close. Um, 
the guy comes out of the truck and then I notice, you know what? He sure looks smaller than what I saw that day, you know? And uh, it, it, in the truck size too, you know, it just looked like it was a small little model car to me, you know, from the distance, you know? Like a Hot Wheels size, in, for example, on the distance. Um, so that had me stomped for a bit. I'm going, huh? And, uh, you know, I described that to family and friends, and they think I may have saw something, and I, I sure in the hell did. I just wish I could have got it on film and, and, uh, or a picture of it. And, you know, time's gone on in this canon, there's always some kind of activity going on, and, and it's strange. Um, I would say months, I think I brought up the orb thing I saw, uh, on my, uh, channel on my episode. Um, just one. Well, I have a have a couple questions here. Um, yeah. So, how far away? Yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Sorry. Yeah, how far away? What um, do you? If you can estimate, how far away was this large creature that you saw? You know, or, if or you this, can estimate or this black mass, uh, mass as you uh, described it. Well, I would say. Hmm, let me see here. I'm gonna think for a minute on that. I think uh, I was trying to figure that out myself because the way the canyon is, you know, because you go steep down in the canyon to the creek, and then it goes up a steep hill to that area. And I tried to go over there myself one time, and there's no way going up there, and I got to get permission to go over there anyways. And I'm looking into that still. But um, I would say within two miles or so, I would say that. Okay. Um, and then you said you saw this a logging truck come by, and you saw a man standing there. So you're able to maybe give yourself a, uh, a size comparison. And so if you're thinking the man, you know, average man, 5'10", 6 feet, how much larger would you assume this creature could be? You know, it's hard to say. Well, I, it's hard to say how tall that guy was. I mean, he looked like a well-built, heavy-set guy just hopping out, you know, doing his survey or whatever he's doing. Just one of those type of guys. And um, I uh, I would say maybe he was probably 5'12", or 5'10", maybe, I don't know, between there and 6 foot, maybe. And the size of the figure was much brawlier looking. And I would say probably, ah, man, it's hard to say on the height because, you know, where the distance wise is, you know. But I can guess, I, I would say it was probably at least a foot or so taller than that guy. But it's definitely built bigger. And that's what threw me off. You mentioned that this black mass was running across the, uh, the, the clear cut. And you, and you said um, the adjective you, you used was it was running fluently. What do, what do you mean by that? Well, it almost looks like you couldn't see leg motion moving, you know? The way it was just gliding across the the grass there, it just was fluidly, you know? And I was like, whoa, that is weird, because it just looked like he was just flying away, you know what I mean? And it, it, it you would have to see it. It was just a trippy thing. It still got me, uh, you know, like, shake up about it, because I'm like, whoa. And, uh, you know, I just never seen anything like it. It just moved quickly, fluidly across the grass, you know? You couldn't even see the legs moving. Right, so it looked like a was it was it running at a high rate of speed? I would say, uh, I wouldn't say it was running super. It was it was almost like it was minding his own business, out for a stroll, but definitely doing a fast paced walk. You know what I mean? For example, like how you would do a fast paced walk. Well, I would say probably more like a run for that thing. It would look big. So, so it looked it looked pretty effort. Uh, well, not effortlessly, but a effortlessly. Yeah. yeah, like effortlessly. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay, well, you're the. <laughs> it looked like it didn't have no problem going through that brush and uh the clear cut's pretty clear yes and but there's some brush around there and it, it didn't have problem going through that path no problem just went whew. that's impressive that's impressive i was hoping to see it come through the other side of the clear cut but it didn't come over that side uh so it actually like so it went into like a like a hedgerow or something of of sorts yeah it it it, it, it looked like it just was going through a tree line you know what i mean like there's the way the clear cut is so there's a clear cut and then there's like a hedgerow and then there's another clear cut. And it, so this black mass entered the clear, uh, entered the hedgerow and then it didn't come out the other side and it just kind of disappeared. Yeah, correct. So that's where I was stumped. I was like, did it? Oh, all right. That's, that's a little, that's where you're like, yes, I'd imagine you're like, okay, what in the hell was that? <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta think too, it, during the time where I ran up to grab binoculars, it might have made it through that other clear cut and I didn't catch it in time, you know what I mean? And uh, it's hard to say because I, I scoped that whole side trying to see if I could see it again because I was like, God, I hope that was a Bigfoot because I really wanted to see and confirm that it was a Bigfoot. 
It would have been my first sighting. Well, I, I personally think it was. I personally think that was your your first sighting. I know a lot of a lot of uh, um, people who have encountered Bigfoot. You know, a lot of times they they're not sure. You know, and it was something. But I would definitely say mm -hmm. you had your first sighting. Yeah, I, I've only told my wife a little bit about it, and my father-in-law, and I've told my uh, father too, and my brother. He's into it too. But I only told a few people about it because I'm always afraid of being made fun of because I believe in that stuff. But now I'm at the point in life where, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks. I believe in this stuff and I think something's going on. Right. And that's exactly what this podcast is there for, so that people feel comfortable saying it without any, um, any fear of like being ridiculed, because that's not what we want. We want people to say whatever it is they want to say. And we're trying to make it like a cathartic type um experience so that they can you know get maybe, maybe it's a community like we're, we're a community and and i'm sure you're exactly the same with your with your podcast we want people to know that you know we can safely talk about this we're not here to ridicule we're here to listen and we want to you know pass the stories on past these it's almost an education pass this education on and you know you can compile all this evidence and we can actually maybe figure out exactly what we're seeing you know have a you know a more clear answer because it's just all blurry, just like Bigfoot is always seems to be blurry. Yeah, and that's what most pictures look like. They look like a blotch, and you don't know if it's real or not. You know, the best one I've seen so far is Patty, and uh, and I've seen a couple other ones that are questionable, and I think they could be possibly real, um, especially the one in Yellowstone where it looked like there was a family group of them. Um, I can't remember the link of that one. I have to share that with you that's yeah yeah do that please definitely share that one with me i have not seen that that, seen, that sounds interesting i remember seeing a good yeah, one it was on youtube <laughs> <laughs> uh, the source of uh, accurate information um uh i i seen one a long time ago it's with somewhat this, accurate exactly, somewhat, yeah. exactly with the skunk ape in uh, florida it was running through like the swamp in florida somewhere that one was really impressive i had to i'd have to find that one myself that's been a couple years yeah i i seen that one you started leading us on earlier about a um, an orb. Uh, can you continue with that one? That uh, yeah, I was like, what an orb? An orb? Yeah, yeah. That one weirded me out. Yeah, that one weirded me out. Yes, I had a couple beers that night, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna trip out and see some kind of light form over there, you know. Um, so I would say it was a couple months past, and it's probably a little further past the clear cut. So it would be like. A little bit further out you know into the tree lines and it was more like above the tree lines and it looked like an f uh, how would i describe the color of that it's, it's it was red and then my uh video or my channel i would say uh infrared kind of glow to it you know and what really freaked me out about that orb is it was just chilling for a bit and it looked like something was leaking out the bottom of it almost like uh you know how uh like dripping out, like molten dripping out, like molten lap. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of, yeah, it almost looked like, I can't, it looked like bright liquid coming out of it. And then it stopped and then all of a sudden it just gone. It took off quick. So that was weird. You know what's, you know what's interesting is I heard another orb or UFO um, encounter where they said there was something dripping out of it, like liquid, like magma liquid dripping out of a, an orb or a type of vehicle we'll say and it was a ball they said it was like a light ball and yeah. it had something dripping out of it yeah maybe maybe these ufos and orbs need to go to like the mechanic shop <laughs> because i've never heard that before <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah you, i don't know this the size of this thing looked like it was probably a good uh from you know from this distance i would say it was probably like a basketball size but it's probably bigger than that because the way it was glowing or it's just put out a lot of light. I don't know. So Blake, you're saying there's a clearing uh, or this, uh, this uh, clear track of land. Is this like close to your, uh, to your residence? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now where I'm staying, I'm staying on my father-in-law's property. Um, and I'm pretty much way out there in the sticks. So uh, national force is right, right next to me. And like I said, it's long, it's a uh, own logging land over here. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff that you'll see, especially during the summertime. Now it's springtime coming around. I expect to see some weird stuff in the sky again, you know, because during the winters or fall and winter, it's kind of, you know, cloudy most of the time. And it's very less likely to see things because, you know, you don't see the sky as well. And Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. I I lived in Germany for uh, two decades, and I'd imagine that the weather is very similar in the Pacific Northwest, just cloudy and kind of miserable. And and then maybe two or three months out of the year, you can, you know, take your kids out to the beach or something. But yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's my father-in-law has told me stories, too. So he said he's seen a lot of weird orb lights as, uh, as, you know, himself. But uh, because I brought that up to him, he goes, that sounds like what I've been seeing. And I was like, wow, interesting. I live out in the sticks, too. Uh, I just moved out here in Mexico, and I, uh, I bought me some property about, um, about a mile off the road. And um, I've, I've heard some things that make me question. I haven't really – well, I might have seen one thing. You know, every time you know, I start talking, my mind – Rye always jogs my memory, and the next thing I go, he, I'm over here shaking, and my knees are banging off one another. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe you saw something, Tom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, right. the, the other night he was telling me a story about how something uh, like a rock was thrown at him in the middle of the like, you know, he's sitting around the fire with his uh, um, with his family and a rock was thrown at him. And he's like, OK, time time to go to bed. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Anybody else yeah. sleepy here? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, that's the thing. When you when you have some kind of weird experience, you, you, it just it just sticks with you and you, you remember it. You know, it's just weird weird you know and i I think about it and uh, sometimes i thought i uh you know had some issues because seeing some things like that especially when i was a little kid when we'll get into that later but um yeah you know i it's weird could i I have another question about the orb um did did you see it uh appear or did you like look around and it was like uh there in your vision as you turned your head well that day when i was going out towards the canyon because i like to go out there because you get a good view of the stars and the moon out there and and uh I, when I head out there, I just noticed a, I saw a light, you know, and I'm going, what, is, what the hell is that? What are those guys doing? I thought it was maybe loggers over there doing something. And, uh, and I was like, wait a second, that don't look right. And so I just stand there watching it for a while. Probably good. I say about the time, it, it, it feel like it happened fast, but I say I was probably watching a good two to four minutes and, uh, then it just disappeared. So it was weird. It was really weird. It was almost like a pulsating, you know, like it was pulsing, like it would dim out and get brighter dim out so it was weird it was real weird it tripped me out because uh, people go oh you probably saw a drone oh you probably saw just somebody with a light i go nah i know what a drone looks like and i know what a light looks like so everybody tries to make excuses you know they try to uh like talk it down or, or to like change it to try to make it something that they believe in it's like i don't believe in that so it can't be that so i'm mm-hmm. going to tell you it's a weather balloon or i'm going to tell you it's a someone with a flashlight i'm going to tell you it's a drone and it's like and i think people do that because i think people do that because they're afraid that it is real and that they'll lose touch with reality and therefore it undermines their found the foundations they have for reality i agree i agree it'll change their whole their whole world gets flipped upside down and when something like that happens you know it's like you know whatever they their belief structure is completely questioned and they're like this can't be true um it it can't be like they, they will literally deny it so that they can keep on continuing going on the way they are instead of actually realizing that there's more out there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, you know, it, people need to learn. To, it's, it's what I say on my podcast. You know, I, I was telling Claude, I go, people need to open their mind to things because there's a lot of weird things going on and we don't know what's out there. There could be little fairies in the woods. We don't know. <laughs> oh, there definitely is. I, I would go I was, I was on the record. Hundred percent. There's fairies in the woods. I believe that. <laughs> I, here, here in Mexico, yeah, here in Mexico, they don't necessarily call them fairies, but they call them. They have little people here in um, in Mexico, and uh, the the name they give them is Alushes. And we personally know people who have had experiences with Alushes here crazy. in the area of Mexico that we live in. Glowing eyes. That, that's um, creepy. <laughs> weird things. A lot of weird, yeah. It's super creepy. I, I don't know if I don't know if I'd rather have a Bigfoot or a fairy. I guess we'll put that on the bingo cards later and see which one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's like uh that's like the dog man, you know, the dog man and Bigfoot. And, and when I hear about dog man, I'm going, uh, I think I'd rather see a Bigfoot. <laughs> I oh. could not agree more. Yeah, these stories about dog man really freak me out um i'm super interested in don't get me wrong i'm super interested but i'd rather just hear the stories than rather experience them yeah i got a guy coming on uh oh man i don't know if it's this friday or next and he's got a a dog man story he's going to tell me about and uh it 
it didn't it didn't sound too well it, it sounded like it pretty much scarred him you know and, and uh it's pretty intense and i was like wow i'm like you sure you're gonna be comfortable coming on he goes well i've been on a couple podcasts already he said you just need a little time is, it, is this a relatively new phenomenon dogman or is it like um because i, I don't i don't remember hearing anything about it until i actually moved here and then you were like hey have you heard about this and i was like no yeah, like uh, the Dogman has, I will say it's been picking up speed. I really believe it's been around for mu- as long as, as Bigfoot. It's just not as common. Um, I, I heard one episode on another podcast where there was a, a judge, a former judge who was out running and he saw a Dogman running, pacing him in a cornfield. And he says the way he described it is like Anubis from Anubis. Egypt. Mm. Yes. And then, you know, yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. So. And it's like, well, we have Anubis, you know, a dog headed, a dog, dog man creature back in, a, you know, ancient times. Well, I think he's been around here for quite, mm-hmm. uh, quite a long time. It's just maybe not as popular, not as prevalent in North America as, as Sasquatch well, or Bigfoot. Wasn't Anubis uh, the god of the underworld? Yeah, he was embalming, um, and the and wasn't the god of underworld, but he was embalm in the god of uh, embalming and uh, mummification, I believe. Oh. Yeah, it, it, the dogman's very interesting thing because you you look back and you're like, man, you got to put these puzzles together. I think it has definitely something to do with the you know the past, especially what I've heard from people. Uh, they're talking about two different types of dogman: one that's big and masculine looking, and one that's more like you would say more like a man size, you know, like us. Um, so I find that interesting because some people will say, uh, I think they're a demon or there's something else. Like maybe a government experiment or something. Like what, where do they, yeah, that makes me wonder where do they differ from the werewolf? Yeah. You know, I, 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 I believe they're tied in with the werewolf, uh, folklore. I, I totally believe that they're tied in with the werewolf. Lichen. Folklore. Lichen. Yeah. Lichen. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, Blake, oh, we're going to talk a little more. You can tell us about a, some another one of your experiences, all right? So we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Rye from the Lost Frequency Podcast, and we're sending a signal out to you for help. We need you to leave a review for our podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. That little bit of your time goes a long way for us. Also, don't forget to share it to your friends, your family, to your coworkers, to whomever you want to share it with. Just go ahead and share it. All right, let's tune back into the Lost Frequency and continue with our show. All right, so we're back now, and Blake is going to continue with some stories. Let's go, Blake. Yeah, I'll tell you about the one where uh, I saw something, I don't know what you would call it, either a demon or uh, some kind of ghost in the, in the basement um, over there in Portland on Southeast Herald. And it's an older house, and this house was uh, moved from a different location, too. And that's what makes it interesting, too. Uh, the basement was all brand new, and um, they moved this house over on top, and you know, it's just, it was moved from somewhere else. It's a pretty old house. But anyhow, um, for yeah, it was it was a creepy house to be honest, man. But um, I do remember a lot of my childhood in there, and I think there's a reason why, you know. <laughs> um, so I can't remember how old I was. I think I was probably between uh, eight and ten somewhere. I probably was more like ten, I think. Um, I was down in the basement playing with my sister. We're just you know playing like house like you do when you're kids. Um. And our dog, or well, my uncle's dog was down there. His name's Buddy. Um, noticed he was growling and kind of barking a little bit. And I was like, huh, what is he doing that for? And, you know, I just, you know, ignored it, kept continuing playing. And I glanced uh, towards the bar. And I go to look over. And I'm like, what is that? I see these two red eyes inside this little window area that goes to the furnace. And I, I stood there for a while looking at it going, you know, is somebody messing with us or something? And it just, it was staying still. It didn't move. And then I saw the dog the way he was looking. And he was looking over there, growling and barking. And then all of a sudden, my sister goes, what's that? And I go, oh, crap. You see that, too? Oh, I didn't say crap. You know, as a kid. Um, so I freaked out. I was like, oh, no. You can see the shape, too. It looked like a shadow. And, and you just saw red eyes. And I just ran upstairs. And I left my sister behind. <laughs> it wasn't cool for me to do. 
but uh she followed right behind shortly after and uh yeah that that was pretty intense because it it would look like you know i say you know how you would say like i just say like a person's eye you know uh it's just a red shape you know um it was weird it was a weird glow to it and when we uh told our uncle he went down there and investigated he didn't see anything it was gone so uh i don't know what to make of that but that house has had a lot of weird things happen in it i'll even tell you about what my brother saw he uh i think he said it was in the morning time he was sleeping in the front room and i think this has something to connect to what we saw you know uh he was he heard something coming down the stairs because this is a three-story house you know it has a basement middle floor and upstairs um so he heard something coming down the stairs he thought maybe it was mom or dad or somebody and uh there was nothing there and then all of a sudden he was looking he laying on the couch i think it was and he said he could see the carpet he could see footprints or you know not prints but foot motion moving on the carpet you know what i'm saying like depression yeah and uh he he that stuck with him too you know and when i told him what i saw he goes i don't know i think that's connected and uh my mom even mentioned she said that's why i don't do laundry in the basement because she's that's where the washer and dryer would be in the basement she said every time she was down there she felt like something was watching her so i definitely think something was there sure i i these i believe these 100 percent. i've had experiences similar to these uh myself and you said this was near the furnace did you say it was behind the furnace it was a it was a weird uh the wall there's a bar next i would say if you're looking towards the wall there's a bar to your right and you would go behind the bar in your nice little area to get your drinks or whatever you know what the parents would do um and next to the bar there's a little tiny uh window that you would look through i don't know why they would have a little window there but it's no glass just an opening and if you go to walk around the room to the other side where the washer and dryer would be uh the furnace is right in there and i think the hot water tank was in there so if you think about it, it's nothing but energy right there, really. But um, um, I don't know. So I don't know. It was weird. I, I can't say it was a ghost. I can't say it was a demon. It was something, you know. And the red eyes is what stuck with me, and I still can see it. And, you know, especially when you close your eyes, you oh, yeah, I can see it. You know what I mean? So it, it stuck with me since I was a kid. So I'm going to share something with you. Uh, so I had a red eye experience as well, some sort of uh, – shadow person as i call it you know um and i and i described this in our first introductory that's what it looked like exactly i discussed this in my in our first introductory episode where tom and i have a couple discussions about our um some of our experiences and yeah this was black but blacker than black so like you know you're looking in the darkness but this is almost sucking in any other ambient light that's available and it is just dark 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 and two red eyes and i don't mean like like to draw the eyes around, but it's more like the pupils, like red dots. And, and that is what I saw. And this thing was floating Mm -hmm. above me. Um, and I know, so I know exactly what you mean about, you know, closing your eyes and you, you see these red, uh, these red dots, you know, they never leave you. Yeah. It it was creepy, man. It, it's still, uh, ever since then, I believed I've had a lot of other things happen, you know, and, uh, as I grown older, you know, um, I don't know if you want to know any more about that house, but so. I Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, your brother's encounter of the, uh, he can see the impressions or the indentation. Yeah, he, his was creepy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like he saw, he saw like these impressions forming as if someone was walking, you know, but they just weren't there. Like the invisible man was walking through. Like, exactly. He said it looked like somebody was walking all the way to the carpet or, you know, going towards the uh, kitchen. So the, it's a hardwood floor to the, you know what I mean? Uh, it's no carpet in the kitchen, of course. But yeah, he said once he got to the kitchen floor area, it disappeared, of course. But you could hear like footsteps, you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, like somebody stomping a bit. And um, yeah, he said he could see depression on the carpet. So that was pretty soft carpet. I remember that. And he he said it he, he it creeped him out. And he still remembers that, you know. And uh, my my dad's even said he's had weird stuff, so. I have a question about this. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I have a, a question about this house. Uh, what is the history? So you said this house was moved. What is the, do you know the history of this house? Was it like yours previously? Was it your family in your family's previously? Or was it purchased from somewhere then moved to this location? And Or about the land? It was a, it was a rental. 
it was a rental, and uh, I think the story was, uh, if I remember right, when my mom told me, I think they said it was moved from some kind of property, you know, like land, and um, and they were starting to build houses around, and they didn't like where that house was, and somebody bought it and had to move there. It was a rental to us, so we got to rent it for a bit. So we don't know the whole backstory of it, but I definitely want to look into it more. Uh, it's a pretty old house. It's solid. So I know it's definitely old. I can't remember the exact year, but it's pretty old. Wow. That, that, that is awesome. That is. I'll look into that and I'll try to give you guys updates. Definitely. Sure. Definitely. Sure. So do you have anything else you want to share with us uh, today? You know, I know we're getting closer to the end. Oh, I got a, I got a couple more things I could share. Uh, what's, yeah, I can sh- uh, share a couple more things with you quickly if you want. Yeah. Um, Fire away, man. Well, when I moved from... Uh, Portland and I moved out to Sandy, but we were in Boring. There's a town called Boring, you know, so you're in the borderline. Boring? So, yeah, Boring. It's called, it's called Boring? <laughs> Interesting town. You look it <laughs> is up. Everyone, boring, is everyone, Oregon. Is everyone, just, is everyone having car crashes because they're constantly yawning? Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people find that town interesting, I'll tell you that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, we were living in a, a trailer park at that time. We moved from there to a trailer park into a mobile home and, uh, and I, uh, I'm moving, move, we moved in there when I was about 13, I think, 13 or 14. And, uh, you know, it didn't really have anything creepy happen until I became an adult when I was about 19. Uh, I think I was about 19, if I remember right. So I was, I, I stayed up late. You know how that is. You, when you're young, you just stay up late. So it was about two in the morning and I we used to smoke cigarettes and I kicked that habit years ago. Thank God. Um, so I went out to outside to have a cigarette and I was looking out towards the field and I saw this glowing figure. It was all white looking. And what it looked like to me is a woman from the early, I would say early 1900s or late 1800s, you know, during that time. And it was weird because the way she was moving in motion coming close to me and she was coming faster. And then that's when it freaked me out and I threw the cigarette out to the road. And I ran back in the house. So I go to look out the window. She was gone. Yeah. So I don't know what that was. When you're saying for like the 1920s, do you mean like the attire, what they were wearing, what she was wearing? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking of. You know, how they would wear. It almost reminded me of the kind of woman or the dress they would wear, you know, in like in the Western time. And, uh, you know, it just looked like that, you know. Yeah, with the corsets and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you couldn't make out her face. You could just tell it looked like a shape of a woman. And she was glowing. And I even asked people around the area if they ever seen anything like that. There was one guy, an older guy, that said he saw something like that. And then there was another guy that told me, yeah, there was a woman that died on down the road in the 1960s or 70s that fell out of the back of a truck. And I go, well, this was not her. This was something in an older time. Wow. that that That's amazing. So it, was it like a very... Bl- yeah. bright glowing or was it more of like a you know you know how you would see uh the fog the fog would look you know like a fog mist and it's kind of you know you could barely see through the fog it would look like that in a way but more of a not completely bright white just kind of like a glow white to it you know what i mean and it just looked like i don't know look like moisture coming off if, or if i can say like that i don't know it's weird it just looked like i don't know it tripped me out whatever it was very interesting. It is like this this glowing mist almost. It almost had like a mist kind of. Did it seem like to almost have like a mist characteristic to it? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. And, yeah. and you said it was walking faster as it came towards you? Yeah, yeah. Because the way she was coming close, it looked like she was leaving a trail. So it was weird. Leaving a trail? <laughs> yeah, it almost looks like she was leaving a bit of a glow trail. So I think of a uh, Ghostbusters of, you know, the, the, the lady the, pushing the pram. Yeah. Like the, 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 the stroller. The, yeah. No, they with the slime. You know, they had the ectoplasm, the ectoplasm, the slime, you know, like, oh, he slimed me. You yeah. know, it's kind of like. Well, it wasn't that extreme, but, you of know, of course, of course. <laughs> wow. That, that is a. So. And how far away was this was this woman figure, uh, this ghost? Oh, this was in a berry field. Uh, I say about a half a mile away. It wasn't that far. And by her moving towards you, um, how fast, like how close did she come before you said, you know, I'm out of here? <laughs> oh, once she got closer to the fence line, which is only, I would say, about 50 feet away from me. That's when I was like, uh-uh, I'm ran in. So I knew right off the bat this wasn't something natural. 
So so for so you seen from a half mile yep. all the way up to fifty feet. How long did this how long did this take? Like a couple seconds or a minute or well I'm gonna estimate about fifty feet because that fence line is pretty damn close. Uh it might be a little more. I might be wrong on the feetage, but I, I think it was close to fifty or more. And it it wasn't exactly at the fence line, it was just almost there. And then that's when I went, uh uh-uh. uh. Went in the house. Hell, what I meant to clear, what I mean, uh, to clarify, what I mean is like uh, I think you believe I believe you said that you, when you first saw her, it was about a half mile away, and then when you ran away, it was about fifty right fifty feet away. Yeah, yeah. So how long did it take? Take yeah, because I stood there watching okay. it for a second. Do you, you have know? an estimate of time that was? Oh, I, I say within a minute or two. You watched it for a solid minute. Oh, when I went out to have a cigarette, yeah. <laughs> It felt like it was longer, to be honest. I almost felt like I was out there for five minutes. I mean, I was out there smoking a cigarette, and I only took a couple drags of the cigarette, and I was like, well, that's when I noticed you know, her, and I'm like, what is that? You know, I just kept watching, and, and I would say within that minute, I was like, ah, out. She covered that ground within a minute, uh, more or less, you know? From- yeah. Wow. It was fast. It was fast. So that's what freaked me out, because it, like, it made me feel like she was coming after me. So... And and then I was looking around the house, going, "God, I hope she's not in the house." So, yeah, but didn't see anything else. Yeah, I would have ran into the bedroom and put the sheets over my put the sheets over my head because you know that always protects you. <laughs> yeah, I always told my friends and family about that one, and they were like, "Wow, they they few of them have seen something like that too, but not in that area." I, I can't say I've ever seen a glowing 1920s or 18, late 1800s woman moving towards me at speeds of, uh, you know, crazy ass speeds. And leaving a trail of uh, stardust. Of, of ectoplasm <laughs> stardust. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was being asked, did you, did you, were you sleeping, dreaming that? And I go, no, it was, it was real. I remember it clear as day. So. And, uh, yeah, I liked that. That was, I'm not to rate all your stories, but for me personally, that's my favorite one. I love those kind of stories. Uh, I don't know why, but for me, I just, well, you know, I, I looked into other stories on that and, uh, I found a few that were kind of close to the same situation. So I was like, huh. For the area, you mean? Not the area, just, uh, comparing to other people's encounters with something like that. You know, if you're going to watch on TV or something. It creeped me out when I saw something similar. I can't remember Zach's show was on, but I think it was like paranormal something. I can't remember. Uh, it was show like what they th- thought it would look like, and they do a reenact of it. And I was like, holy crap, they look just like that, you know. I'll have to see and find that, and that way you guys can kind of see the what I, you know, imagined and saw, you know. Hell, I thought I was imagining that that night. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what am I on? Well, yeah, I was tired, but... But, you know, I, I knew there was something. And I was like, what was that? You know? And, uh, yeah, it stuck with me. And, uh, 100%. And, uh, you know, I, moving on, I can tell you guys a little. Are you got any more questions for that one or no? No, I, I, I'm good. I am good. You know? Yeah. Let's, let, let's hear it. If you got another one, let's hear one more for sure. Yeah. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you one more that it's a, more of a recent thing that happened like last, well, it's not recent, but last summer. Recent enough. Recent uh, enough. Last summer, I would say, yeah, I'd say in August, probably, I think it was. I'll have to confirm that with my wife, because she was there and saw it, too. Uh, this is uh, UFO-related right here. So, we're out star-glazing. We're out there just chilling, because we, uh, you know, we just want to look at the stars, like, you know, just enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we we heard about Elon Musk's Starlink, you know, and we thought maybe we could see that thing, too. But we didn't see that, I'll tell you that. Because I know his Starlink travels in a line, correct? Yes, I've seen him. I've actually seen it on my property. Yeah, numerous uh, little. Yeah, you'll see I them think flying we by. Like Eleven or twelve of them in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what we saw was like a triangle shape, and it was huge. I would say probably. Uh, man, it's hard to you know say what the size. I mean, you can guess. I would say probably about a bus. No, bigger than a bus. I'd say two bus length maybe on the corners of the lights. This was like a shape of a triangle and it didn't, it didn't quite complete like a triangle. Cause you see, uh, let's say for example, three lights going to the right and three lights to the left of the shape of a triangle. Correct. In the very top corner or the top point, it's a very faint, faint light. You see there. she couldn't see that, but I remember seeing that and it was moving motionally really, 
you know, just going through the sky. And I remember seeing it going and going. And when it hit the tree line, it just basically disappeared. But it was like it was there for a while. It was moving slow. So I don't know. I was like, satellite? No, they ain't satellites. You know, and that's why I brought up Elon Musk Starlink. And I go, no, 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 wait a second. His travel's in a line. So that one stuck with was me. this like a was was this like an isosceles triangle or was was it more like um because i've been hearing well i actually drew around drew it on a picture here i was going to try to show you guys if i had this video working but no problem you can just share that share that picture with us and when we share this uh yeah when we share this video um you know when we share the link for the video on our on our facebook uh we'll we'll post those pictures with it as well uh, now I got a question. Was there any noise? Uh, did you hear any noise or uh, or any static, like any electricity in the air or anything like that? Nothing. It was like silent. Nothing. You didn't feel anything. What we felt was like creeped out when we saw her. Like, what is that? You know. And I've seen a lot of weird lights in the sky flying around. You know, some yeah it could be satellites, some could be planes. Who knows? But uh, there's some stuff that was going all, all types of directions up here in the mountains. But that night when we saw that. We both tripped out on it. We're like, what the hell is that? Because, you know, it was moving. It wasn't moving fast. It was just cruising along, you know, and no sounds or anything. It wasn't like it was way up there in the stars. It was a little closer down, you know, below the star, you know, you would see. Um, it was definitely in our skies, you know, so and you didn't hear nothing. So that's what tripped us out on it. Uh, a question, Blake. Uh, this um, triangle craft was it blacking out the stars behind it? How were you able to see that it was moving? You know what I mean? Like, was it like uh, moving because... You know, that was weird. That, that's the weird thing. You could see the stars through it. So it told it made me think that it was several UFOs. Several UFOs. Or what about... Like not a pattern. A, what about a, but what about not a complete triangle, but like a... Like almost a boomerang? Yeah, that's... That's... that That's more, you know... Thinking about that, that's what it looked more like, yeah. And it had a really faint point to it. So, like, it was following a leader, you know? So, it was weird. I I definitely think it was several UFOs. And the, the amount I can count is possibly seven because the one is so faint. So, I could see six clearly. They were bright looking. More of a, like, a, I would say a little bit of a, a little bit of whitish, bluish light to it. It was It was strange. And they were moving in formation like a triangle? Yeah. It was like they were staying together and, you know, not going offline at all. They were just going. So that's what's weirded me out. I was like... Sorry, the lights. Can you describe the color of those lights again? It, it looked kind of like a white with a blue tint to it, if that helps. It's it's like it look bright white with a little bit of a blue tint to it. So it was weird. Well, that, that is awesome. Those are some amazing stories you told us today, Blake. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for taking part of our, you know, the Lost Frequency podcast. And, you know, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you again? Um, go ahead. Yeah, you can find me on Spotify. Anything that's connected to it would be like Podbean and uh, iHeartRadio and uh, I think Google app. There's a few on there you can find me. I'm still working on it. Um, it will be Mountain Man Explorer the Truth. And you can check me out on Facebook and you can look me up at Blake Botel and you can find me there and, you know, check it out. You might enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Blake, for coming on. And uh, we re really, really appreciate it. And uh, we wish you all the best uh, in the upcoming episodes of your podcast. And if there's any way we can help you, let us know. Okay, man. Same to you. I appreciate it, guys. Bro. All right. Talk to you later, Blake. Thanks a lot. All right, that was Blake Botel. That was awesome. What do you think about that, Tom? I love every one of the stories, especially the one with the uh, glowing figure of the lady from the 1920s running through the field so with fast. The, with the <laughs> ectoplasm dripping off or whatever that was. I just keep thinking Ghostbusters. Like the, the trail of like stardust, as I was saying, uh, behind it. I found that one to be extremely fascinating. I, I know when we were uh, hearing the story, you had kind of mentioned that uh, not on camera, but off camera, you were thinking, 
very similar to Cocoon, how that glow was. But then they kind of, I, I thought so too, but then the story changed when you started saying it was like someone from the 1920s or the early, I mean, or sorry, the late 1800s. Yeah, I could see like, I could see like the uh, the dress and the corset, you know, where they used to like squeeze themselves together instead of like an hourglass. Exactly. And imagine that that person was actually moving that fast across the field with the corset on, they wouldn't even be able to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Maybe that's why she couldn't breathe. She's like help running me, towards help him. Me, open, cut this open. Cut this open. Sir, sir, well, the one with the cigarette, please help. Yeah, and Blake's like, nah, I'm out of here. See you later. Yeah, poor gal. Yeah, but uh, uh, there was uh, the 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 um, the black mass running across the field uh, right. where he didn't see it go through uh, to the other side. Well, he just said it was the yeah the the, whole, the, the trying to re uh, retrieve his binoculars. My uh, my favorite uh, part of this was uh, the UFO with the the plasma coolant link or whatever it was that was dripping uh, dripping off. That was amazing, and I had heard about something like this before um, on a different podcast where they had mentioned that there was some sort of craft and it was glowing and it was dripping. It looked like some sort of magma or plasma. Very much could have been plasma, but I think he needs to go make a, an appointment at the the Jiffy Lube. Uh, Oh, <laughs> I don't know Jupiter, <laughs> Jupiter Jiffy, Jupiter Jiffy. Oh my, yeah. Jupiter Jiffy Lube, Jupiter Lube, Jupiter Lube. Yeah, Jupiter I thought it would have been. Good. I thought it would have been the one with the glowing eyes, since it like kind mm. of, it kind of uh, coincides with the the uh, thing that you had going on. Here. It, 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 there were similarities, but why would I like that when it was something that terrified me as a child? <laughs> then I guess well, I liked I, it more that you're terrified. <laughs> Well, I guess it wasn't a child. It was a young adult, but yeah. 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 So that, I was like, oh, there he goes. Rye's going to be shaking in his boots. So I guess it was like a subconscious uh, need to make you feel uncomfortable. I guess. It, I don't know. <laughs> you might be right. I don't know. It was, it was pretty great uh, hearing someone else. Actually, it was great hearing someone else have the same type of experience. It kind of affirms or reaffirms that, yeah, what I saw was that. So if you have any stories that you want to tell us or write to us, you know, we'll read them out. Uh, if you want to come on to the podcast, don't forget to write us. Uh, what's that email again, Ryan? That is the lost frequency podcast at gmail.com or message us. Look us up on Facebook, uh, Rye Voss or or Tom Franklin. And you can find us on our Facebook uh, page, the lost frequency. All right, guys. Now, this is when we need your help. So we're calling out to you, our listeners. We want you to like share, follow, whatever you want to do, you know, share our podcast, like it on Apple or Google. Yeah. Extra, extra, read all about it. Uh, Tom and Rye have a podcast and we need your help. Don't be afraid to, uh, you know, go old school, you know, print some out at the Kinko's and, uh, nailed on some, uh, nailed on some, what do they call those wooden, uh, telephone poles in your neighborhood, right, right over top of that band. That's the telegraph, to you know, send yeah. out some telegraphs, you know, tell all your friends, tell <laughs> your neighbors, tell everyone. If you find somebody who can actually understand him, put him in a glass case and then, and then directly into a museum. But anyway, we'll take him to, and any, any, any way you can help us, any kind of feedback, anything you would like to hear, any, you know, suggestions, maybe we'll, we're open for anything. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. So this is us signing off for another uh, week, and we hope to see you next week. And thank you so much for listening to the Lost Frequency Pro Podcast, <laughs> where we bring the periphery in the focus. We close with good night, good luck, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. the cause of freedom.